Pray with me, please. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. The Old Testament lesson this morning is from the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verses 1 through 15 and 26 through 31. You can find it on page 1. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and a darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God, God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be a dome in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. So God made the dome and separated the waters that were under the dome from the waters that were above the dome, and it was so. God called the dome sky, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the waters under the sky be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called seas, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the earth put forth vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees of every kind on earth that bear fruit with the seed in it, and it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed of every kind, and trees of every kind bearing fruit with the seed in it. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them be for the signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be lights in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth. And it was so. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, See, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree with seed and its fruit, you shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything that he had made, and indeed, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. The word of the Lord. I was having a conversation this week with one of my friends about Christmas, about what were the kind of things in our lives that told us that it was Christmas. We began to talk about family events and maybe movies. Uh, for his, it was uh, A Christmas Carol with George C. Scott. Uh, for me, it's uh, the, the musical with, uh, uh, called Scrooge with Albert Finney in it. That's one of my, I've, I've almost got to watch that every year, and that tells me uh, that it's Christmas. But really, for me, the, the, what I really love about Christmas, having been involved in the church uh, most of my adult life, 
um, is now, the season now. Uh, it, for me, it starts usually depending on what happens Christmas Day and, and what we're doing, but sometimes in Christmas evening, Christmas evening and going through today, uh, in, I call it the lull, that kind of quiet time. Uh, in the church calendar, it can be called Christmas tide or Christmas time, that, that period of time from Christmas Day to today and tomorrow, the, the full beginning of the new year. It's, for me, that kind of break between that rush, rush, rush of, of preparing for Christmas, which, which probably started somewhere around Labor Day, and, and the coming week ahead, which, as I told the children, is the beginning and the opening of, of, a, of the new year um, that lays in front of us. Now, now, back in the good old days, that was the purpose of Advent, to kind of slow us down a bit. I mean, in, in our Presbyterian world, we didn't even sing Christmas carols or wish each other a Merry Christmas until it was actually Christmas time. But that's, that's pretty much all gone I mean, if, if we're honest with ourselves, Advent is really a time for lists to be made and trees to be adorned, houses to decorate, cards to send, presents to buy. And then there's that frantic explosion of Christmas itself, the travel, the food, the gifts, the parties. That's why I so much appreciate this Christmas tide, this, this time between Christmas and the new year that lets us catch our breath. So let's do that for a moment. Let's, let's just take a moment and catch our breath. If you're comfortable, close your eyes and take a deep, deep breath. Try to relax. In this lull, in this quiet time between the frantic rush of Christmas and the dawn of a new year, Let's pause for a moment because I want to tell you about a dream. It's God's dream. Now, Eli Wiesel, the concentration camp survivor and writer, said that God made humans because God loves stories. God loves stories. And God's dream is a story. It's a story for us. It's our story. It's our dream as well. Now, you just heard Mark tell you a part of God's dream in the reading of Genesis this morning. God's dream is expressed to us in creation, something that God called good and called humans very good. And now through the Gospel of John, we can hear the continuation of God's dream. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18, the Word became flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, 
but he came to testify to the light. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth come through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. God has a dream. God has a dream, and that dream is about you and about me. It's for you and me. It is not some ancient prophecy. It's not just for people on the nice list. It's for the naughty and the nice, the brokenhearted and the heart-filled, the captive and those already set free. It's a dream about God's created. John the Baptist points us to that dream John could have claimed the dream for himself, but no, he flatly states, I am not the dream. John tells us what is to come. I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. God has a dream. Psalm 126 is a psalm of ascent meaning in the Jewish tradition it is a psalm that was sung as the worshipers walked the road to the temple, the house of God. If you'll remember your history, the people of Israel lived a rather charmed life in the early going of the promised land, a beautiful city on a hill, a temple built by Solomon that was a wonder of the world. But in the year 586, that all changed. The people began to live a nightmare. The Babylonians destroyed their city, destroyed their temple, and swept them off to Babylon as captives and slaves. They were far from home, they were far from their temple, and oh, how they wept by the shores of the rivers of Babylon as they mourned the loss of their former life. For them, the dream had died, but God's dream never dies. God's dream is a light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness will never overcome it. By God's divine hand, the Persians destroyed the Babylonians, and the people of Israel returned to their home to rebuild their city, to rebuild their temple, to rebuild their lives. God has a dream. Those of us who have experienced being drug off into captivity of humanity, whether it's physical or mental. We understand the feeling of loss, the brokenheartedness, the emptiness of captivity. 
how we will yearn for the joy of freedom. So let's listen to what that joy sounds like in Psalm 126. When the Lord restores the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. When our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy. Then it was said amongst the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we rejoiced. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the water courses in the Negev. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. Those who go out weeping, bearing the seeds of sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, carrying their sheaves. My friends, God has a dream. It is a beautiful dream about bringing good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of our Lord's favor. That dream is about us, about you and about me. God so wanted to share his dream with us that he sent a defenseless and helpless baby to be born in a manger a long time ago. That baby was not born in a grand palace of royalty or wealth, but in the brokenness and poverty of a people who really needed to hear that dream. So in this quiet time, this quiet moment before the hustle and bustle of the new year, Share in God's dream, for it is a dream that is meant to set us free from captivity, to dream God's dream, a dream of hope, a dream of abundance and not scarcity, a dream of love that overflows and overcomes all that is darkness. God has a dream, and let all God's people say, amen.